Hi, I'm Heather Mulder. And I'm Janice Greeno, and you're listening to Dementia Untangled, where we explore the topic of dementia through conversations with physicians, experts, and community leaders. Our discussions focus on innovative ideas, practical strategies, and proven methods to guide caregivers along a supportive path. Hello, and welcome to Dementia Untangled. Thank you for joining us for this episode of our podcast. Today, our conversation will be with Amber Ayers, our editor and producer, and we will be revisiting season eight of Dementia Untangled. I always love these conversations where we revisit and reflect on our most recent season of conversations. One of my favorite parts of these Dementia Untangled team discussions is not only learning more about my colleagues, Amber and Janice, but learning how they think. Inevitably, in these conversations, they pull out a gem that I hadn't noticed or that didn't resonate with me that causes me to now take notice. We are coming to these conversations from unique perspectives and unique life experiences and hear these conversations through that filter. We take different messages from the same material and take different messages at different times. I love having this archive of over 80 conversations that I can revisit at any point, and I encourage you to do the same. Yes, revisiting these episodes is such a gift, and yes, we do invite you to revisit them too. And to our listeners, you are such a valuable part of our team. Thank you so much for subscribing, listening, and sharing the podcast. Thank you to everyone who has connected with us and shared your feedback and your encouragement. Thanks to the email from one of our listeners who said, loving the podcast. Every time I listen to an episode, I feel more educated and more at ease with what I have to deal with. If you want to connect, if you have an idea, feedback, or if you just want to say hi, please email us at dementiauntangled at bannerhealth.com. Now, let's revisit this inspiring season and talk about some of those gems. Welcome back, Amber. Thanks, ladies. Before we get into season eight, I really wanted to share some exciting news with everyone. As you know, we've been seeing our audience grow every season, even more than we ever expected. And as a fun little stat, all of our released episodes now have over 1,000 all-time plays each. Amber, I love your fun little stats. And stats like this means that we're getting to reach more and more people. And thanks again to our listeners for making this happen. And thanks, Amber, for being our awesome editor and producer. I really enjoyed season seven revisited. So let's play a similar game. I want to learn three things. Tell me what surprised you, what you connected with, and what you took away from season eight. So Amber, let's start with you. What is one thing that surprised you this season? I was really surprised in a good way. When we talked to Dr. Helen Lavretsky about yoga for a healthy lifestyle, I admit 
I may have had some misguided ideas about practicing yoga, and I'm so glad she explained the differences in the types and how it can be applied at all different skill levels. When I thought of yoga, all I could picture was that super difficult hot yoga that was all the rage a few years ago, and my brain immediately went, ew, no. But the way she explained the options, the benefits, the research behind it, and just how practical it is for everyone, I got to say, I was YouTubing videos the next day. And that's saying something. Dr. Lavretsky and her research is, it's just simply amazing. And Amber, you're, you're so right. Yoga is so much more than that picture. And one of Dr. Lavretsky's studies that she shared was just about adding a short, simple mindfulness practice once a day and how much of a huge difference it made for the participants. So Heather, before we know it, Amber might be becoming a yogi. Don't get ahead of yourself. Hold on there. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed the yoga episode with Dr. Lavretsky as well, but I'm curious to hear from you, Janice. What was something that surprised you this season? What surprised me was our conversation with Dr. Nimit Agarwal about age-friendly hospitals. And it was not only about what an age-friendly hospital is, but how he shared that a hospital hallway conversation became the spark that helped to launch the age-friendly hospital where he works. And the simplicity of the age-friendly model Uh, age-friendly hospital model with the four M's and how powerful they are knowing what matters, medication, mentation, and mobility. And for me, if something were to happen to a family or friend who needed to be in the hospital, I would be so thankful to know that they were in an age-friendly hospital And he taught us that anyone can use these four M's, no matter where you are, especially as a caregiver, um, that as a family advocate, we can use these four M's to seek appropriate care for our loved one or for ourselves. And it got me thinking, so what matters to you and who would be your advocate And whose advocate would you be? Have you had these conversations? And if not, just a reminder of what he reminded us to do, to know these things and that everyone should have their medical power of attorney done. I love stories that seize on an unexpected opportunity. It's often in those moments that you can make magic from. Whether a hallway conversation like Dr. Agarwal, an eyeball conversation, or a glance of recognition where you know a connection is being made. What about you, Heather? What surprised you? Well, we can't talk about surprises without mentioning the peacock. The peacock! (laughs) (laughs) That took all of us, including Dr. Turner, by surprise. Aside from that obvious moment of surprise, a lesson that caught me a little off guard 
I was surprised to learn of the implications of representation or I guess non-representation. I was also, I'm not sure if surprised is the right word, but intrigued to see a scientist's mind at work, how some answers lead to more questions. Dr. Haiti Serrano joined our discussion to share her research into genetic differences and how some of our understanding of dementia could be called into question because of representation. Dr. Serrano shared a couple stats that we understand to be true. Women have both higher rates of depression and dementia than men. So it would be expected that people living with dementia have higher rates of depression than those without dementia. One would think that's the end of the story, but here's where something unexpected comes to light. When exploring people living with dementia who also have depression, there's not a gender divide. Males and females with dementia experience depression at the same rates. Why is this? Well, we're observing more females in pre-dementia research. Females tend to be more open to expressing depression symptoms and concerns. Every time we have a conversation, while we get answers, we also come up with more questions. Absolutely intriguing research and implications, and it does bring up so many more questions. Amber, what's one thing that you connected with this season? I'm really connected with Jacqueline Revere's story about being a dementia caregiver and a social media influencer. I believe in the power of sharing your story, and I was surprised by her bravery to open up what was happening with her mom and her grandmother to the world to not only help others feel seen and supported, but to create an archive of memories for herself by creating amazing experiences for her mom. All moms just want to hang out with their kids, and she gave her that opportunity when she needed it most. I took a lot from Jacqueline's conversation as well. It was really fascinating and inspiring to hear how the next generation is harnessing the power of social media to amplify their voice and their experiences. There's been a heavy stigma and in turn fear around dementia. And by publicly sharing her experiences, she's helping those who haven't experienced dementia better understand. And those who have or are know that they're not the only ones. I was so impressed by her willingness and ability to be vulnerable and share her truth. Starting with her experience living with a stutter to caring for her mom, to the essential role that therapy played in accepting where life has taken her. And as she said, learning to choose herself while also choosing her mom. I also really appreciated hearing about the lessons of her youth, if you will, and how her youthful outlook caused her to focus on fun, as well as her outlook on being a caregiver, that not having other stories allowed her to write her own. And she has written her own in such an ins- inspirational way. She she is wise beyond her years. And 
I thought it was incredible how she learned to choose herself, like you mentioned, while at the same time choosing to care for her mom and how that empowers others to do the same. And yeah, we all need to have a little fun. Caregivers need to have fun too. And there are so many young caregivers out there who need permission to just take that moment and have some fun in the midst of the caregiver journey. I'm curious to hear from you, Janice. What was one episode that you really connected with? Obviously, I connected with Jacqueline's too. Uh, Her story is just so powerful, and especially how she shares in such a vulnerable, creative, and influential way. And back to fun. Part of why caregivers need to have fun and follow her advice, like finding support even creating your own supportive community when you need to, especially when the stress is high, and is because so much can be on a young caregiver's mind, like even wondering if dementia is in your future. And right now, it is very popular and easy to get genetic testing. So what if you found out that you were a carrier of the APOE4 gene. Janice, the information that we can find out from these genetic tests can be really overwhelming and tough to decode if you aren't prepared and educated about what you may learn. And what if you found out unexpectedly and you were uneducated about this? What would you do? Well, back to what I really connected with. And I really connected with Jamie Tyrone and her story. She's an author, patient advocate, and now a research participant. I kept I connected with her story telling during our conversation and in the book, Fighting for My Life. After that type of news that she got. I wondered, would you strive to live a life at its fullest? Like Jamie, I assume we would all go through a very difficult journey with this news. But like her, would we come through stronger? I hope so. She is so inspirational and she leaned on others and she became her own advocate and an advocate for others. And because of research, she now knows, and we know that are things we can all do to fight for our brain health, for longevity, and for future generations. And this list again includes exercising, eating a healthy diet, practicing mindfulness and relaxing a little bit more to, to have fun and handle that stress listening to favorite music, hanging out with positive people, getting a good night's sleep, and yoga, and even getting involved in research. Fighting for your own life, again, can also be a fight for future generations. It is so important to get genetic counseling if you get genetic testing like this. 
I'm reminded of our conversation from season two with Dr. Jessica Langbaum, who helped us untangle genetics and Alzheimer's disease, and also discussed the importance of having a genetic counselor involved to help you really understand the implications of genetic testing. So back to you, Amber, what's one thing that you took away from this season? I found a theme this season, and for me, it was innovation. From Jacqueline's storytelling to Jamie's advocacy journey, age-friendly hospitals, and artificial intelligence for dementia care, all of our guests are innovators and storytellers that are using their passion for helping this community to fuel their work. The dementia community is so blessed to have such visionary people working to make lives better supporting their journey, and creating a safe space for caregivers. The dementia community is beyond blessed by these outstanding individuals. And I am so grateful we have been able to connect with them and to share all their stories of innovation. One thing that I took away from this season was similar to yours. It was the powerful stories of people overcoming adversity and making a difference for others with others. You know, it takes people building relationships with others to make a difference. People like Dr. Robert Turner, the week of the last Super Bowl, which was in Glendale, Arizona. I mean, that in itself was so fun, but it was such a bonus and an honor to join Dr. Turner and NFL players, collegiate players, coaches, and Hall of Fame athletes at the Black Men's Brain Health Conference in Arizona. Dr. Turner is a caregiver himself, the primary caregiver, and he has gathered so many inspirational people around him to use their influence to make a difference to shine a light brightly, to be an advocate for Black men and their brain health. And the Peacock story was so surprising. Talk about having fun. That was fun. And listeners, if you haven't heard the Peacock story, you're going to have to join Dr. Turner's conversation. Heather, what about you? Did you have a takeaway this season? You know, I really resonated with Dr. Linda Buscemi's conversation. I've always struggled with some of the language we use around dementia. The crisis narrative that's often used, while it can serve a purpose, say when we're advocating for increased funds for care, support, or research, it can be damaging for those who are already living dementia daily because it incites fear. Similarly, person living with dementia is now a commonly accepted term as opposed to, for example, dementia patient, which takes away personhood and even person with dementia. By including living with, it's a subtle reminder that there is life to be lived with a cognitive impairment. We always appreciate the patient and supportive way our guests share proper terminology with us because we always have the best of intentions with these conversations and we understand the power of our words. We love learning from these chats to help better inform future conversations. 
And while Dr. Buscemi joined us to talk about using artificial intelligence and care, she spent some time sharing her language changes that can seem small, but have a larger impact. Behaviors is another term that gets used often when talking about dementia. And that's another one that just doesn't sit right. Often paired with challenging, behaviors implies something that's more ingrained and almost willful and even intentional. But Dr. Buscemi uses the term reactions instead of behaviors. That simple change from behavior to reaction can really change how you view and also react to it. It can take you from something they are doing to me to something that has happened to them. And that softening can make all the difference. She gave a couple other examples in our conversation and even brought in Maslow's hierarchy of needs for good measure. It was just a really important reminder that words matter. Words do matter. And that word that you mentioned, reactions, that word in itself, it just makes me more curious. And the language we intentionally use and choose can have a powerful impact. And just a reminder here, remember to monitor what's going on in your mind too. And back to yoga. Remember to take a moment to just breathe when you need to. Well, dear listeners, season eight is a wrap. Thanks to the Dementia Untangled team, Amber Ayers for making us sound so good, and Janice Greeno for infusing energy and positivity into every conversation. Oh, thank you, Heather. And yes, thank you, Amber. Heather, thank you for sharing your many experiences on the podcast and your passion for the power of music and for leading our events and outreach team. We appreciate you too. I have to get in on this appreciation train because I'm I'm so thankful for both of you willing to be the hosts of this amazing program and continue to have these really inspiring conversations. Thanks, Amber. And to our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our conversations, that you've learned a thing or two, that they've sparked your curiosity. I encourage you to revisit your favorites or maybe even and some you skipped over to see what lessons you can pull from them and let us know what's your favorite episode and why what's your favorite guest we want to learn from you too and as heather and janice mentioned we appreciate your feedback please reach out to us at dementia untangled at bannerhealth.com with your comments Well, thanks again, Heather and Amber. Amber, it was so great to have you back for this revisited um, episode. Thank you guys for another amazing season and this wonderful conversation today. And thank you again to you, our listeners. Thank you for joining us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast. 
I'm looking forward to our next conversation on Dementia Untangled. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Dementia Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Dementia Untangled is hosted by Heather Mulder and Janice Greeno, produced and edited by Amber Ayers, and is brought to you by Banner Alzheimer's Institute and Banner Sun Health Research Institute. We are supported by generous donations to the Banner Alzheimer's Foundation. Please visit our website at bannerhealth.com slash Alzheimer's and follow us on Facebook to learn about upcoming events. If you have questions or comments, please email us at dementiauntangled at bannerhealth.com. Bye.